except the verbiage of CBDCs, and in that verbiage, it outlaws all other cryptocurrencies that uh, compete against CBDCs. Now, you can't make this stuff up. These people are so damn corrupt, it's coming out of their ears. We're going to be talking about that with Kent Lewis, Jeff Wright, uh, hopefully Teresa Manzella, Senator Teresa Manzella will be joining us. We'll also be joined by Cash Ahmadi uh, out of Australia. We're going to be talking to a lot of really cool people today. So stick with us. You'll really enjoy this. Well, good morning. Welcome to Connecting the Dots. Thumper, we got a great program. We're going to have people kind of uh, coming in and out during this discussion. So uh, we're going to start out, though, with uh, one of my favorite uh, people of all time, uh, Kent Lewis. And uh, Kent is going to be talking about the CBDC UCC trap. We're, uh, we are seeing this happen all over the country. We're seeing this CBDC crap uh, coming in from everywhere. We've got a, a really, really group, good group of uh, uh, guests today that are going to be talking about that. They're going to be giving us different inputs on that process. Uh, Jeff Wright's going to join us in about a half an hour. Jeff had a, another appointment. We also are going to be at some point joined by uh, Senator Teresa Manzella from Montana. We've also got a, a representative uh, from Montana that I, I believe will be joining us as well. That's uh, uh, Darren Gobb. And uh, we also have uh, Cash Amati is going to be coming back on with us from Australia to talk about how wonderful this uh, cashless society uh, social credit system is because they're already starting to implement it in uh, in Australia, and he's seen some of the repercussions already. He's with loads, so we're going to have, I think, a really fantastic discussion here. Uh, Kent, I know this was a subject that we covered a little bit only a few weeks ago, but we didn't uh, we didn't realize this bill. I didn't realize this bill was in the Montana legislature for passage and that they were going to try to slam dunk this damn uh, CBDC. Uh, basically, I guess what it is is a, a credentialing of CBDCs, and we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about how that language in that bill basically makes other cryptocurrencies uh, excluded from the whole process and that those other cryptocurrencies will not be uh, valid or legal in the state of Montana. That's a, at least the way I read it. Uh, Kent, uh, welcome to the program. I'd love to, I sent you a copy of the bill and I know you didn't get a chance to go through it. Uh, give, give our listeners a little bit of your opinion of what this whole thing is. And of course, we know that you are an expert and the central bank digital currency stuff, you're the one that put together the whole um, PowerPoint program that you did at the Red Pill Expo in Salt Lake City, and it was fantastic. So, uh, Kent, welcome to the program. Hey, Dan, thanks for having me again, buddy. Oh, good, 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 um, gotcha. Yeah, it, uh, you know, six years ago, it in, uh, well, five years ago, Red Pill Expo, 
I was talking about this. And I was talking about new standards. And again, in November of 22, I did a presentation on the brand new blockchain financial system that went live November of 2022. And what this is, is a new standard in protocol for every central bank in the world, 177 central banks around the world, to utilize central bank digital currencies. And in front of the Montana legislators right now, today as we speak, is there is code that has been universal uh, code that they've been passing around to over 20 different states. And what's concerning about this and what's very most interesting to me is on line 14, and everybody out there, you need to listen to me. <laughs> this is what the, this bill means. And what it's doing is redefining the definition of money. And it says, and this is the Montana bill, money means a medium of exchange that is currently authorized or adopted by a domestic or foreign government. I did say foreign government. The term includes a monetary unit of an account established by an intergovernmental organization pursuant to an agreement by two or between two or more countries. So if you read in other words, one of my I'm last gonna, report that I present. Let me interrupt just a second, Ken. What that says is that uh, money is not anything that isn't associated with government. It's got to be authorized by the government to be uh, to be used. So, in other words, anything cryptocurrencies, anything like uh, uh, gold or silver or anything else, if it isn't authorized by a central bank and a government, it's not considered money. That's the way it is now. You know, unless a state within their own state laws specifies for example, like Wyoming or Utah has done and other states, that gold or silver can be used as money. Okay. Otherwise, it is illegal to create a currency to compete with the Federal Reserve fiat currency. But if you read part one of my last report, I predicted that the BRICS new CBDC world reserve currency would be the new world reserve currency of the world. Mm -hmm. And when you look at this legislation where it says, you know, as adopted by two or more countries, but you know, uh, a foreign government, um, you know, I don't have any proof of this, but I'm typically always correct because I researched <laughs> and, and, I would so it's either the BRICS or it could be initially the SDR. So when the dollar collapses, and I predict that that's going to be as soon as May, you know, the SDR could be a, a, a stopgap in between. And because, you know, in my estimation, you know, 
if you read the the seven different reports that I've written on these topic, okay, I've always said that you know that this is intentional. I wrote a report five years ago making a case that hey guys, hey world, hello, they're intentionally doing quantitative easing, digital printing of currency, and intentionally collapsing the entire world financial system. And Dan, also in my last report, I pointed out that over 90% of all dollars in existence today have been digitally printed since January of 2020. Just in the last three years, 90%. That's why we have inflation now. Now, on top of this, if you look at Saudi Arabia just joining the China uh, defense bloc, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, in which Russia is a partner, okay, OPEC, in my estimation, is basically dead. Right. It's just it's just theater, okay. And without OPEC, the dollar's no longer the reserve currency of the world. And when that happens, everybody out there listening, all these central banks around the world keep a large quantity of dollars in reserve in order to buy oil, other commodities. If they don't need these dollars to purchase oil, which they uh, many countries do not, and, and Saudi Arabia being the linchpin, all these dollars flood back to the Federal Reserve. And if you think we got inflation now, Dan, mm-hmm. we're looking at hyperinflation in the future. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So. Incidentally, I just got a uh, notice on my computer that uh, gold is shot through $2,000. Uh, again, speaking of inflation. Uh <laughs> You know, and, and that's, you know, people don't get the relationship. Inflation is only, it only means that the dollar is worth less. There's a reason that the word worthless has relationship with our monetary system. It is becoming worthless. It is, it has been worth less for 50 years because of our depegging from the gold standard and now it is it is uh, transferred from being worth less to being worthless and uh we are about to see what's going to happen with that and of course that's why the the central banks of the world are scrambling and certainly the federal reserve is no exception yeah I mean, you could have a, a lot of those things. I, I, I can see uh, the Weimar Republic all over again. Yeah. This right here, mm-hmm. we're going to have bonfires soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it'll make the Weimar Republic oh. look like a cakewalk. Oh, it's going to make that look like a rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, you know, when you, look at everything else that has transpired in 2022 i have a a itemized list of 114 food facilities that burned to the ground one of them was hit by a plane okay in 2023 
Uh, to my count, we've got 27 train derailments as of today, and all but one of them have spilled hazardous, uh, dangerous chemicals. One of them spilled beer, which is uh, illegal upon itself. Um, that, that it was the train of Montana. It was mm -hmm. an entire train load of beer that derailed. And uh, that was only one that wasn't a dangerous chemical. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is fifth generation warfare. And I just saw an article this morning where they're, the CDC is warning about Marburgs, you know, and they're trying to bring up the uh, bird flu. So, you know, if you look at what Davos said in uh, late January, early February, they said 2023 would be the year of the poly crisis. Poly meaning multiple. And so when you look at everything that's transpiring from uh, food shortages to this WHO treaty that doesn't need to be ratified, that just mm -hmm. goes live once they, the WHO approves it. And then you look at, you know, everything else that's transpiring from a collapsing world economy the collapse of the dollar we're potentially looking at all this hitting at the same time and it all could potentially hit you know begin in may and kind of snowball through the summer mm -hmm. and uh hold on to your hold on to your britches because and i don't, I don't want to manifest it um but i'm prepared and uh we've got solutions so mm -hmm. Well, and that, that's kind of the point of all this. And uh, we, <laughs> what we're going to do today is talk about solutions. But uh, the reason we're going to be talking about uh, solutions in a big way is because uh, our, the way things are right now, if we allow them to continue this, this scam, by introducing CBDCs as the only legitimate uh, currency that can be transacted, we are we're killing ourselves and uh, and stopping ourselves from an excellent opportunity to free ourselves from these jokers. Th that is an excellent point. You know, I look at this more as an opportunity to. You know, what they're doing is they're creating two separate classes of people. Because I don't believe, and I could be totally wrong, but I don't believe unless you're injected that you're going to qualify for a CBDC wallet. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, you've got mm -hmm. Fed now that goes live in July, and now you can, you can already sign up for Fed now. Okay. And if you read my last report, you know, I what I indicate, what I predict is Fed now is the precursor to the CBDC. And then there is a corporation called Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation. So DTCC. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they're the holding company for 177 World Banks around the world. Right. And they created a back-end software. So you've got this digital currency called PayNow, and then you've got DTCC clearing and settlement back-end, 
And then when they plug in this back in, this, you know, which is integrated with the new standard and protocol or called ISO 20022, it becomes a CBDC. Mm-hmm. So um, now to answer just real briefly, Dan, you had said that this new law outlaws cryptocurrencies. No, what it does is it prohibits them from being used within the new standards and protocol, the new financial system. It does not outlaw peer-to-peer transactions. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good point. But the way way it's written, it does not recognize cryptocurrencies as being uh, what would be considered valid money. Correct. Within their financial system, within their... So if you go to put gas in your car, if you go to buy food at the grocery store, no, you cannot. Well, so if you've got a Visa or debit card that's tied to a cryptocurrency account to an exchange, currently you can still use that within their financial system because Visa MasterCard are integrated with ISO 20022. So, but can you see cryptocurrency was never developed within the commercial side of things to, to use it, like to go to the gas station and pay with Bitcoin. That's not Mm -hmm. how the, the, the establishment designed it. They designed it to be paid with Visa or MasterCard, not so peer to peer transactions. You know, if I'm going to come, you know, to, to Montana and say, you know, hey, Thumper, I want to buy that microphone from you for 0.0023 Bitcoin. I could do that. Okay. But I can't just, I can't use it at the grocery store. I only or, take Unless silver. I'm using. I only take silver. That's it. <laughs> I got a few <laughs> gold backs if you're interested. I take silver. <laughs> well, you'll take gold back so, too, buddy. They're going to be good. <laughs> anyway, no, this, so. the, the, the point of this whole discussion, though, is that we are allowing the, uh, the Federal Reserve and all these different central bankers around the world that have literally bankrupted the world by extending uh, enormous amounts of credit to the point where we can't pay that credit back anymore. We, we, we are so overextended that, uh, you know, the people can't pay that amount of debt. It's just physically impossible to pay the uh, trillions and maybe even quadrillions of dollars in debt. They took away our assets and they replaced the whole system with nothing but uh, insurmountable debt. Well, now they, they've kicked the can as far as they can with a fiat currency system. Now they're trying to kick the can further by creating a, a digital cashless society that they can inject infinite, uh, infinite amounts of cash, uh, or I should say credit, into the system and there really isn't any way to hold them back. There isn't any way to, 
even quantify the amount of credit because at that point it'll all be in their hands and we will be just along for the ride and if we don't agree with them if we happen to be the wrong uh, political party or whatever once we get into this cashless society we have absolutely zero options and you mentioned the jab that's a perfect example um, you may not be part of this CVDC if you don't agree to get yourself vaccinated with mRNA uh, nanotechnology every couple of months. Uh, you you may not be right. able to get credit if you don't uh, if if you happen to vote Republican uh, or if you happen right. to want to carry the American flag in a parade. I mean, this is the kind of crap that they're trying to create. Good ex another good example is the guy in 2016 that voted that posted a anti-Hillary meme. The guy's just got convicted. He is facing 10 years in prison for posting a meme on Twitter. Really? I hadn't read that. I honestly hadn't. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, he was just convicted. Yes. Yeah. For what did they convict him of? I'd have to go back and, and read. Uh, for, uh, they convicted him of like influencing in no influencing people to vote a certain way. Now, oh, a Democrat posted a similar meme, and she was not convicted or, or not mm -hmm. even indicted. You know, this is, and then you've got. This new bill in in, in the federal uh, uh, Congress right now, um, the Restrict Act, that's pretty concerning. You know, they're trying to say that they're going after uh, TikTok, but it can be used for anything. And that's pretty concerning unto itself. So, you know, this is just part of the technocratic communist takeover. And it's it's stuff that, you know, you, Dan, have been talking about for 20 plus years, 30 years. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's about UN Agenda 21, 2030. And, you know, you've been telling people about this since it, uh, UN Agenda came uh, um, uh, about. And I think it was in about 92. 92. And, and uh, uh, we, as a matter of fact, one of the reasons I moved to Montana uh, back in the mid '90s, was for that very reason. Uh, I saw all this stuff coming, and uh, it was pretty yeah. awful. And I thought Montana would be possibly the last bastion of freedom. I've gotten to know some of the politicians in Montana. I've gotten to know a lot of them. I'll just put it that way. I know a lot of them, and uh, some of them are absolutely dynamite, like uh, Teresa Manzella. Uh, she's she's probably one of the best senators in the country. Um, and there are a number of those patriots. They uh, have a group called the Montana Freedom Caucus that are trying to stop uh, all these insane bills from getting through the legislature. But the problem with Montana is it's a lightly populated state, and our opposition knows this, and they can pour uh, a fairly small amount of money into the state and control uh, state politics. 
because they buy off the ones that they know that are viable and uh, they'll put money in campaigns for the guys that are willing to to uh, push the new world order agenda and uh, they can put you know they can put twenty thousand dollars into one of their races and win the race and they know that and so that's why they're picking on montana and frankly our our ignorance of the laws and of what the political process is all about in montana by the average voters the reason that they've gotten away with it as long as they have we've got to stop this we've got to stop this dead in its track you know i don't know if it's uh stoppable it's part of the it's part of the you know new new world order agenda the only thing that we can do is create alternative systems to live free and it's not going to be easy um and they're going to try to stop us at every turn and what i tell people is you know we've got to do this peacefully because you know that's what they want you know you look at this trump indictment well they want to turn, you know, the, the Trump constituents against Antifa, BLM, and they're setting all this up. That's part of it. When I say this could all concurrently hit between May, June, July, August, okay, just a series mm-hmm. of events. That's that's one of them, and they're, t- and uh, you know, it. Uh, you know, I, I always tell people total non-compliance. Just don't comply. If you do not comply, they can not stop millions of us and do it peacefully. Okay, because mm-hmm. you know another thing is is uh, that I see as a potential uh, issue is uh, you know you see uh, thousands, potentially many thousands, of Chinese nationals coming over the southern border the northern border and i see them as uh you know taking out further infrastructure when when mm-hmm. they get the call you Third know substations mm-hmm. substations you know power stations uh water supply you know infrastructure and uh this is people i don't you know dan and i i think this is probably the 10th time I've been on Dan's show and we've been warning all of you about this for years and it's here and it is time to prepare. It's past time to prepare. You either do it now or when the dollar collapses, it's going to, it's going to be pandemonium because the first thing that's going to happen is it's going to correct. It's going to affect the, the, debt and credit market so debit cards will stop work stop working atms will stop working you know so you know initially you'll be able to pay with cash and you know and then they've destroyed the supply chains you know there's going to be severe food scarcity you know inflation is going to keep going up and when it is announced that the dollar is no longer the reserve currency you know, it already is not. Mm-hmm. It's just they haven't publicly announced it. Okay. You look at my last report where I talk about Project Sandman, where you've got over 100 nations that signed a pact 
to depeg from the dollar. Okay. And Saudi Arabia, as we've already discussed, is the linchpin. They've already joined BRICS. They joined the uh, the equivalent of OPEC with China and Russia. The writing's been on the wall for a while, man. And so, you know, before we get more folks coming into the show here, you know, I, at the end of this week, I've got localfoods.market, www.localfoods.market. It's an agorist marketplace. You you can buy food from local home food growers with gold, silver, bartering in our 1776 token, which is uh, pretty amazing. Um, I, I love our model with that. Everybody was always asking me, Dan, what, why aren't you going in any exchanges? You know, you've got over 100,000 wallet downloads and over 1,000 master nodes, and it was for today. It, it, was mm-hmm. for, it was for what's about ready to transpire. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm excited. You know, th- this is really bad. I, I don't wish what's about ready to go down on the state of Montana on the United States of America, but you cannot stop. And here's another thing that just absolutely drives me personally insane. These pundits, a lot of them who I admire, they keep saying, you know, the the governments run this world, United States, federal government, China, Russia. No, central banks run this realm. Mm-hmm. Central banks control the governments. They control everything. Okay. And you cannot stop what the central banks are doing because they control it all. And so um, the only thing that we can do is create local economies, local marketplaces, expand out from there. And, uh, and, and to conclude what I'm saying, Dan, this is per- you're going to love this. I don't even think I've told you this yet, Dan. I formed a a uh, private membership association and it goes live next week and it's it's very well done and we are very proud of this and it'll allow us to operate um outside of the uh of the uh, public domain and we go into the private domain and we operate off the first and 14th amendment and uh, we're out of this jurisdiction of the federal and uh, state governments. So um, I'm doing what I can to provide alternatives uh, for people to eat organic food. Um, you know, and, and just one last thing I wanted to mention is anybody out there that doesn't pay attention, they've just announced that cat beef and other foods are going to start getting this mRNA nanotechnology injection. Mm-hmm. And just one last thing, that's why Bill Gates became the largest food grower, uh, farm, farmland yeah. owner in America, mm-hmm. is to grow this mRNA vegetables and what have you is because they're putting the vaccine in the food. Mm-hmm. We talked yes. about that. We, uh, so, Salam and uh, 
Ilana Freeland, both of them very knowledgeable about this nanotechnology, um, have both talked about how our whole food supply now is completely compromised because of uh, what they're putting in the food. And um, uh, Kim, I'm going to introduce Jeff Wright because you don't know Jeff, but you really need to. And Jeff, you really need to know Kent because this guy is really sharp and really on top of his game. Uh, Jeff Wright started out as a cryptologist with the U.S. Navy, worked for DOD. Um, he has done some amazing things. He's worked for Bell Labs. He's worked for, um, well, let me just go through the list here. Uh, he worked for NSG, NSA, Engineering Manager at Air Force Space Command, Senior and Chief Consulting Engineer for Bell Labs. Uh, he has worked on so many of these different programs, and he's a patriot. That's the cool part about it. He wrote a book that I read back, I think, in about uh, 2011 or 2012. I went to a Republican function in uh, Galton County, Montana, and met Jeff. He had a book out called The Citizen's Last Stand, Are You Ready? And uh, he talked about so many of the things in that book that we're talking about today, Ken. Uh, he is because of his technical background, he has the expertise uh, from a, um, uh, let's say, a really worldly perspective uh, like you do, because you've done it because of all the research you've done in putting together various uh, uh, different papers and documents and, and trying to get people to wake up to the reality. Uh, Jeff's been doing this for about 35, 40 years himself. So, uh, Jeff, um, come, come into the conversation, if you would, because uh, uh, you, you are a, a cautious proponent of cryptocurrencies. You understand cryptology. You understand cryptocurrency because you were working on the architecture for this kind of an idea uh, 20, 30 years before it actually turned into a viable product. And uh, so you've got a knowledge, a background that very few people have about what uh, cryptocurrencies are. And the discussion we're having today is because the state of Montana, Senate Bill 370, they're trying to uh, force a central bank digital currency on the citizens of Montana, and we're here to try to stop it. Anyway, uh, Jeff, uh, unmute yourself, please, and uh, join the conversation. Let's see. Okay, there am I unmuted now? Yep, you're okay. unmuted. Okay. Uh, good morning, Dan, I, and I thank you for that that uh, uh, glowing intro there. That was extremely nice. Um, uh, I guess, yeah, as my son says, I'm kind of an old dog in, in this business and have been uh, developing and working with it. I'm, um, uh, and also, as my son says, semi-retarded, or I mean retired uh, <laughs> at, at this point. And, um, and just trying to um, bring some awareness, some, some more awareness to 
how this uh, how this this technology has come about and what it means. I think in the in the current instance, uh, the problem that we're seeing right now is the fact that um, there's about twenty. I, I'm not sure if you discussed this. I'm sorry about being late this morning. I was had a couple other things I had to attend to first, but. I, I don't, didn't know if you covered, there's currently about 26 states, uh, 20 to 26 states that are in some stage of introdu introducing the same, uh, the same bill as being introduced in Montana and right. that you're dealing with. And um, uh, a similar bill has already been through South Dakota, you may have discussed this, and, was, uh, and has been vetoed uh, by the governor and uh, Christy Nome, of course, she's uh, uh, she's very much uh, in in the camp of those that understand why um, these uh, CBDC currencies are such bad news. But um, and I think I, I I hope that your listeners and and others out there uh, understand that um, in the next in the over the next year there's going to be a continuing a continuing introduction of uh of these uh, uh cyber or uh excuse me uh digital currencies uh into states through the vehicle of the ucc code and that's going to cause and that's going to cause it's it's it, they do this in so many things people don't realize that this is a common. This is a common method that states use all across the country um, to to unify and make uniform all the various codes that exist out there for through the universal commercial commercial code. It's been going on on for decades. In order to, um, it, it was introduced as a good idea um, back in the fifties, in order to harmonize that uh, that great word harmonize um, act, uh, commercial activities between states and financial transactions and commercial dealings uh, across companies. And it's mutated uh, over the last 30 years to be a way to, to enforce conformity in places where conformity was never, uh, never should have been uh, introduced at all. And states should have been allowed to interact with um, with the various systems um, on a on a common but voluntary basis, and instead they've now made it a coercive uh, basis. And I think that's and I think ultimately at the same time that's where uh, they're going to fail because there's also a movement up as indicated by um, the uh, the actions of Governor Nome in South Dakota that people are becoming aware of this uh, and. Um, uh, as as in Montana, um, and are rejecting these bills, and hopefully the same thing will happen in Montana, and the the bill adopting CBDC currency through the Uniform Commercial Code will go away. And but but know this is that um, I think people have now been alerted uh, to this vehicle. We went through we went through another exercise. Um, that may have slipped by you several years ago in regard to um, child custody battles where the same thing, mm -hmm. you, you remember you remember where it was? I sure uh, do. I, we had a special session here in Idaho 
on uh, on on child custody uh, being turned over to international control, and in in allowing uh, other jurisdictions to come into individual states and extend international jurisdiction into their state court system uh, without um, uh, without uh, without direct knowledge uh, of of the people of the state where the international courts or a court from another country could come in and uh, and issue an order that would have to be followed and enforced uh, by their their uh, their own state and this just this just all, uh, uh, slipped through without anybody even knowing about it mm -hmm. and they because it was considered routine that these uh, that these uniformity codes uh, were adopted in order to harmonize uh, each state's uh, uh, legal system with everybody else's legal system. And until we threw the red flag up and said, no, wait a minute, uh, these things, they just totally flew under everybody's radar. And so I, I, I'm glad that this has come to, come to the surface again and that, uh, 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 that more and more, I think people are going to be aware that this goes on every session, every legislative session within a state. They have these harmonizing bills that come in from all over the place um, that cause adoption uh, of, of processes and, and uh, legal other legal jurisdictions that, that people might not even know about or, or are aware of. And so hopefully um, programs like this and others are going to make it, um, uh, are, are going to make this more visible to a lot more people. And I think we can, we can get the word out there. That's just, like I said, that's just something that at this point with CBDCs, this is one of the most critical um, uh, uh, points in this whole um, uh, discussion, debate, revolution, uh, what, whatever people want to term it is going on. This is the most, one of the most critical points right now is to stop dead this introduction of this, the um, uh, Fed's uh, uh, central bank digital currency and to get people aware that their monetary system is about ready to be taken over entirely in ways they have no control over and they have no way of maintaining their anonymity. That's right. And uh, no way that they can act outside of whatever the state says they have to do to conform. Uh, be it uh, take vaccines, whatever, the state will be the final arbiter on what you can and cannot do, and they'll use a cashless society CBDC monetary system as the control mechanism. And uh, that's a scary thought. Incidentally, Kent lives, uh, Kent Lewis, who I'm introducing you to, uh, lives near Leadville. He's uh, a Colorado boy. He lives at about uh, uh, nine or 10,000 feet. And um, just so you know, uh, Jeff was uh, one of the uh, prime authors and sponsors of the Tabor Amendment uh, in Colorado. So uh, he, he's a Colorado boy, too. Now yeah, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I worked. I, I worked with. Uh, uh, I was a, a member of the original Tabor committee and worked with Douglas Spruce 
uh, back in 91 and 92 to put Tabor on the uh, on the ballot. And uh, it, it was actually it actually took three attempts, but we it, we successfully achieved it in 92 and and voted it in. And as I was relaying to Dan uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday, um, Tabor is currently is currently saved the Colorado taxpayers uh, more than forty billion dollars, forty some billion dollars now. And I think this current bill that's up is about two and a half, uh, two and a half billion surplus that needs to be refunded, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, um, yeah, that was um, uh, that was a, an important milestone in Colorado. And it's really, really surprising to me that uh, we haven't been able to get Tabor adopted uh, literally anywhere else because Republicans, for some reason, are deathly afraid of the initiative process that can actually do things for them uh, themselves, uh, their own their own purposes uh, that are every bit as uh, as limiting in government. Uh, as anything else that Republicans want to do, but you can't get re you can't get Republicans. I've tried for a decade now here in Colorado, and uh, to to simplify the initiative process so we could put something like Tabor on the ballot here in in Idaho and other states. And Republicans simply don't listen because they have an iron shield uh, on top of their head that that avoids any taking in any information at all about working with the initiative process in a state to get ballot measures on and passed that support conservative causes. And I think that's, that's part of the problem, I think, that led Colorado uh, to further go down, uh, further go down the, the, the Democrat hole uh, since I left Colorado. I just gave up back in 2010 and I said, this is not, this is going nowhere but downhill. And the, in the GOP and elsewhere, and I just said it was time to leave Colorado and go back to Idaho. Yeah, and, and that uh, uh, iron shield that you're talking about is lead. Uh, incidentally, Jeff, I I noticed the same the same lead shield in uh, Montana and elsewhere. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry, uh, can't go ahead. Jeff, you used to work for the NSA. Yes. Started out with the Naval Security Group. Started out with the Naval Security Group, where it's the and it's a subset of uh, uh, Naval Security Group is a subset of what's called a Service Cryptologic Agency. At that point, it eventually became part of Naval Special Warfare, and uh, as, and that's part. Nineteen ninety six. In nineteen ninety six, the NSA came out with the white paper. Pretty similar to Satoshi's white paper. Um, does 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 Satoshi exist as a as a person or as a as a group? Yes, as a group. As a person. Not. I don't. I I do not believe as a person. I believe as a group. Thank you. But yeah, it was it was you got it, that one right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll leave, I'll leave me, this right guy's there. smart. This guy's smart. Uh, can't you guys get to? You really do get to uh, need to get to know. Well, he one and I would have some really cool conversations. Yeah, I picked uh, just FYI to have a. I picked uh, Pivx to clone for our cryptocurrencies. 
mm -hmm. because when I was researching Bitcoin, I had saw that the NSA had created the hash for Bitcoin and Ethereum, and that uh, Pivx, a private inventor, invented their hash, and it was proof of stake, not proof of work, and and so I, uh, that's why I picked Pivx. So it's it's uh, we'd have a good conversation on that yeah. particular topic, but uh, the, this whole field, this, um, this whole, whole field goes back goes back uh, to the seventies, uh, the seventies and eighties. Yeah. This started out with uh, uh, it, all, all that blockchain represents is is a sophisticated implementation uh, of what used to be called uh, error correction codes. Uh, and block check codes where where blocks of data uh, forward error correction uh, I think was the, the most uh, sophisticated use of um, uh, this technology prior to early on uh, that was available in the 70s and 80s uh, forward error correction uh, basically uh, took a block of data as it was presented for transmission uh, and say it's a thousand twenty four bits or whatever the particular block has to be and you would run various you would run various uh, uh, mathematical algorithms you could run you could run cyclical uh, algorithms through a block of, of bits you'd have say you'd have a, a, a bit map of a thousand bits and you could run a cyclical check that would in, in, encode uh, uh, error correction to to when it when the block of data reached the other end, they would simply run it in reverse, run the code in reverse, and to pull out if they pulled out the exact same re, uh, sum, summation of all the block of all the block bits, then they'd know that the block received uh, all the bits received in the block were the same as the the bits that were transmitted. This proceeded to become more and more sophisticated until um, it reached a level in the in the uh, late '80s and '90s, um, where the blockchain, where they would where they would what they what's called concatenation, they would start adding all of these blocks of bits together into huge blocks and volumes of data, and then they would run even more um, complex error correcting codes. Uh, uh, through the data in order to check the validity, and then that's where the hash came from. When they 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 took that technology and then converted it into the the hashing codes um, that would that they would tag onto enormous blocks of data and be able to encrypt and encode uh, all those bits in those in those blocks into um, uh, into not only knowing. Yeah secure they were secure but that they were um that they were secure but and valid but that they originated with the, the only the unique person that had the originating code and that's the satoshi group and that's familiar yeah and that's where the and that's where um well the, the satoshi group is was is not really associated directly with the with the agency they were they were various people who have worked in and out of 
worked in and out of the agency over time, and and basically, they're most of them are are just mathematicians or or uh, um, extremely high level coders that understood how to put uh, and started working together to put together this idea. What's that? Your age. Yeah. Your age. They have to be from the 70s because of the language that Bitcoin is written in. Yeah, that's I, most of the familiarity. It's like, you know, a, a lot of people, as Dan is aware, um, that it, it, uh, the old timers that exist in this business, uh, you know, principally came uh, out of the uh, out of the Fortran. If they're on the more technical side, they came out of the the, the Fortran formula translation uh, coding uh, so, background. To 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 kind of keep the conversation pertinent, how familiar are you with the new financial system standards and protocol that the entire financial industry had to be integrated with by November first? of 2022 called ISO standing for international standardization organization, but the protocol is called ISO 20022. Have you looked into this at all? I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not directly familiar with ISO. I, I worked with ISO standards for years, uh, as a consulting engineer, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not current if you will, on ISO, uh, on so, ISO 2022. So, so I, I wrote a report that I spoke at Red Pill Expo about in November of 22. And I explained that the entire financial industry had to be integrated with this new standard protocol. And what it allows them to do is to go live with CBDCs. And when you look at this Montana legislation, when it basically outlaws other cryptocurrencies as being used as money within the new definition of money, what it's doing is outlawing them within their new standards, their new financial system. So it's not illegal or against the rules to do peer-to-peer transactions. You just can't go into the food store or put gas in your car and use, for example, Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency. That's that's what the law is indicating. So um, the only way around this is to create the only way around this is to create decentralized marketplaces. And uh, because when you look at the social credit rating score. When you look at the programmability of a CBDC, you know, putting geographic spending limits, uh, expiration dates, uh, the ability to automatically collect fines, uh, people have no idea. You know, people kind of have this idea where, you know, hey, 80% of all transactions now are digital. What's the big deal? Well, this is programmable. And they'll be able to program in anything that they want, you know, including different aspects of a social credit rating score, exactly what they're doing in China. And that's what the people of Montana and the other 20 plus states in which this is in front of now 
and it's in front of uh, it will be in front of Colorado. And Colorado, being the lefty state it is now, will pass it. So, you know, at some point, I'm probably going to have to get the heck out of here and and uh, go hang out with you in Idaho because I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Let's hope not, but they'll probably pass at Montana and and uh, right, they'll move to Montana. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think that um, uh, there's going to be the first thing is is that um, what this appears to represent is nothing more than a than a re um, uh, a reinitiation of an I, of a, of an old idea that was called special drawing rights. Are you are you familiar with that yeah. term? Okay. Very and, much and, so. And that's that's basically what this this is an electronic version, uh, and a re and and in in effect, not to make a pun or a rehash of uh, uh, of the the special the SDRs that were initially developed to to deal with this conversion, um, which should have I shouldn't say should have happened, but um, could have first happened back in two thousand eight in that financial crisis when they almost lost control of the system the last time around and forced and forced their hand. Um, at that point, the, the concept was called special drawing rights. And, yeah. uh, but the, the bottom line in each of these things is that um, whether it's special drawing rights, whether it's CBDC, doesn't matter what, uh, what the rubric they hang around it is, uh the bottom line is it's um it's a it is whether it's the digital or the current version it's a fiat currency it's not it's not in right. any way it's not in any way mm -hmm. a a backed or an asset based um uh, currency system and so all all you're fundamentally doing is 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 the same thing only an exponential form if mm -hmm. It, you're you're allowing you're allowing the situation to exist where they can have uh, uh, virtually unlimited unlimited control on the volume of uh, units of currency that they that they can sure. create and blow into the system, and mm -hmm. and that capability is quickly going to get completely out of their control and result in succeeding phases of uh hyperinflation and hyperdeflation it'll it'll be it'll create this giant oscillating effect much worse than than anything we've seen up to this point we've had just a couple of as i as i uh, talked about in my book back in 2012 there's going to be an oscillating uh, uh, series uh of phases that come through each one becoming increasingly worse in the oscillations um, that they can't they can't get control of and they'll just keep whipsawing back and forth between uh, uh, monetary easing and and monetary tightening because they they can't they, they simply can't well they can't control themselves and they can't they can't outmaneuver what the marketplace wants to do in exactly. stabilizing its so own have, natural behavior sorry Dan uh, no, go Jeff, ahead, have Kim. you looked have you looked at pay now that goes live? I'm sorry, say that July. again. I'm sorry, say uh, that again. Fed now. 
Have you looked at Fed now? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, yeah, you need to get a copy of my last report. Um, so Fed now is uh, integrated with ISO two zero zero two two. Okay. And it's being billed by the Federal Reserve. Is it instantly pay anybody? And it settles instantly? Mm-hmm. Well, my prediction that I've, through my research, what I'm indicating, is that pay now is the front end of the CBDC. Now, you've got Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, or DTCC, which is the holding company for 177 central banks around the world that created a back-end module for clearing and settlement for FedNow. And what I have said is they'll launch FedNow and they'll bill it as, hey, look at this. You you can pay anybody instantly. It clears instantly 24-7, okay? But when they plug in this back end module to Fed now, it becomes a CBDC. And that's what we're looking at on the federal level. And thus, this uh, UCC uh, legislation that's in front of more than 20 states right now, including Montana. And uh, so. Well, yeah, it's, it's simply to uh, a the CBDC. Yeah, it's simply to it's simply to enable it and quicken its adoptions uh, uh, through the state, and in fact, enforce uh, the elimination of uh, of uh, uh, dollar-based transactions. But like I said, is is that the, this this idea? It's one of those things that if 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 the first fiat introduction fails, the second fiat introduction is going to fail faster and they can roll it out as, as, as quickly as they want, but it doesn't change the basic mechanics of the architecture in, 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 what, it, in what it can do. And the problem is right now in, in conjunction, uh, I guess, or in, in non-conjunction with the BRICS countries uh, that, are, that are quickly trying to set up their own alternative uh, uh, reserve and exchange system internationally, because you have to remember that the, the, the biggest factor in this is, is real, what's going to happen um, domestically is tied very much to what's going to happen internationally and, and how the, and, and, and the, the fact is, is that the Federal Reserve note still represents almost two thirds of the world's reserve currency out there, and the moment that the moment they start trying to mess with with uh, that system that exists, it's going to cause severe disruptions in places that are not um, in in the movement of uh, monetary uh, funds through reserve accounts, international reserve accounts in countries that are not equipped to handle any kind of a transition to a CBDC-like international transaction system. Their, their own systems no. internally are too primitive. No, 
uh, so you've got over a hundred countries that have already committed to a CBDC. Committed. Um, I don't disagree with that. They'll commit, but whether they can implement is an entirely different thing. I would argue because of ISO 20022 that it's already pretty, it's, it's already done. Okay. It just hasn't been announced. Furthermore, um, I predict the, and this is all intentional, all by design, that the BRICS new world reserve currency will be the new world reserve currency. Okay, and the only thing I see that when when but when this happens, what I'm saying is 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 that you have you have to take uh, or or have some type of uh, base understanding with the number of off books trans, uh, transactions that occur on on dollar based transactions every single year. We're talking in the trillions of dollars that are essentially it, through central banks through countries, through reserve systems, the amount of yes. dollar-based off-books accounting that that type of move is going to force to the surface is going to cause incredible disruption throughout the world. Yeah. Because Agreed. And, and that disruption in and of itself is going to cause severe problems for the implementation of, uh, of the CBDC uh, standards, if you will. Agreed. And that's what's... Agreed, that's... but every bank in every country, every financial institution throughout the entire world had to be integrated with ISO November of 2022, Okay. Furthermore, and this is just my research, and I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but my reports are too, pretty accurate. And they want civil unrest. They have to destroy the existing financial system of the entire world in order to implement this new CBDC financial system and bring... The, the West to its knees to beg for this new CBDC financial system and bring the BRICS nations to the forefront. And that's what they're in the process of doing now. Well, I think that's what their plan is. Uh, but uh, they, they're doing it. it well, I, I, and, and they may even to a certain degree do it. The problem is always in the implementation, as they always say. Is you know, uh, uh, Clausewitz is uh, no no war plan survives five minutes contact with the enemy. Once they actually get into uh, trying to operate this plan, they're going to run into some some extremely uh, severe problems. Believe me, in in the number of large scale networks that one that I implemented for 30, over thirty years. Uh, uh, all around the world, from banking networks and um, to retail networks, uh, credit card networks, all the different networks, um, the the migration transition problems they're going to have in this one are going to be so immense that they're going to start hitting some severe brick walls that they that they simply will have uh, too much difficulty to overcome. 
They're not as smart. Over ninety percent of all, over ninety percent of all world transactions are currently going through ISO. It's already done. No, I understand. I understand that it's okay. It's it is the the basic problem is 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 that there's no uh, as i said before there's no accounting for those uh, for the background in some cases which may be two to three times the on books transactions that are currently taking place and at some place some time those have to be reconciled with the on with the uh, on with the on books um transactions this is where the problem is when you have no, let, let me let me throw something in here, Jeff. Isn't that exactly why and and uh, Kent too? Isn't that exactly why they want to create the CBDCs is so they can uh, identify and figure out a way to get all those off book transactions into a system that they can totally control, uh, that they can determine who gets credit who. <laughs> Who gets to use money and what they get to use money for? Isn't that the whole, the whole basic uh, reason for CBDCs in the first place? Yes, that's all it. they have to do is create. All they have to do is create two separate APIs, public API or, and then a, a hidden API, for other use. Okay, well, I, 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 I'm not familiar with that acronym. Uh, API. What, what programmers interface? Oh, okay. <laughs> it it, al it allows it allows one software to communicate with another software. Yeah, it's uh, a programming okay. it's a programming interface. <clears throat> but you guys are one database. <laughs> it's just it's common uh, software lingo. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and see, this is this is where I always got into this is where I always got into the uh, the, the contest with the the programmers, the programmers and engineers versus fundamental finance um, um, principles. Is is that you can create something, and this this happens all the time in, in the software world. You can create something that somebody in their in in their mind. Uh, on the it's it's kind of like the the oldest battle in the world between uh between marketing and engineering okay a marketer a marketeer will create something in their mind that without understanding the technology whatsoever they'll say oh they'll tell somebody we can do this you can do this we oh yeah we'll we'll de deliver that and then they turn around and talk to the engineering guys and they look at them and say are you insane that's not it's that's not possible. It's simply not possible. Yeah. It doesn't even you know it has no connection it's, with. I'm guilty. Right, it has I'm no guilty. And 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 I went through this all the time as as a chief engineer because yeah. I always had to decide decide who was who was telling the truth and 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 who was uh, talking craziness in order to figure out uh, uh, an uh, an architecture or a network that we were deciding it trying to figure out at the time and i i think what what you're, you're you're kind of seeing is this this ultimate battle go on 
between those uh, those two sets of groups where the one side without having any understanding of the principles of actual economics involved are saying yeah we're going to do this and 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 take over and the others and it won't be until they actually collide with the hard the hard thing you know the rock in the hard place they get in the middle of it and that's where we're coming to now and until they collide with it they don't actually understand what the problem is that they're they're approaching and that's the that's kind of the problem that we're approaching well, right now in in operating... i would argue that they've been I, i'm sorry i'd argue that they've been implementing this longer than what they let on and you know central banks run this world not governments and they've been setting this up for a long time and uh you know well, i agree okay, totally well, wrong. i agree that's why i went back to to talking about sdrs because before before there was any discussion about long before there was discussion about cbdc's they were talking about special drawing right using the S sdr vehicle in order to implement and in 2009 exactly the imf came about. out with in 2009 the imf came out with the e sdr until they decided to keep this current financial system mm -hmm. alive and digitally print you know uh trillions upon trillions of uh, dollars and what have you dan well, I, I, I'm going to, I want to get back to kind of a, a, a central idea. And the reason we're doing this is to try to stop the state of Montana and, and really educate some people on what CBDCs are. And basically what they're talking about with the CBDCs is taking the old fiat system and making it uh, conform with a new idea of being able to uh, computerize everything and get rid of that dirty cash and make everything completely electronic, but you've still got the same people in charge, still the same people creating credit, and the same people. So really all it is is a a very sophisticated electronic uh, central bank process that allows them, the central bankers, to continue to control the whole process, and it keeps them as the third party in every transaction. And what the idea of cryptocurrencies and 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 off you know, off, off of the CBDC side of it is to make all transactions two-party just between the person uh, making the trade and the person uh, receiving the trade. That is the idea of crypto is you get rid of the middleman and CBDCs are trying to make sure they stay in as the middleman. The bankers want to retain control and that's the way they do it now i want you guys to take that because that that's just my layman's understanding of why they want to continue with the cbdc idea is so they can continue the same house of cards only make it fit an electronic uh situation where they can not only control it but completely control it yeah i think that's i i think that's exactly correct is in why 
um, the, the, it has to both be stopped with active uh, resistance uh, to bills like this that are being introduced in order for the states to throw up roadblocks uh, in, in, into the system that can't, uh, that can't be easily knocked down if they can't get legislation like this passed. And uh, people simply have to fundamentally be aware of in their, in their banking relationship uh, of any type that they have to show high resistance to their local branch, their local branch manager, uh, to those people that you're not, you're not willing uh, and accepting of, uh, uh, of, a, of this type of third party takeover of, uh, of our monetary system and of our, our cash basis uh, that still to a large degree or a, a certain degree, I don't know how large it is now, but to a certain degree still has a level of anonymity to it that can that can be maintained and that is the important point that people have to get across is the loss of anonymity it's not just privacy it's the loss of anonymity okay in 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 your personal in your personal dealings uh no 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 matter what they are and this is this seems to be one of the hardest things for people to understand anymore is um they actually have a need that they may not even realize for anonymity and and that's uh to be anonymous if at any point that they want and that it's not just about privacy but it's also about anonymity and and that's an element that's been lost in the last 10 years somehow i'm not sure how but i think um um it's it's just simply the idea of, of of resistance at this point to any of these centralizing ideas, um, regardless of potential outcome, good or bad. You, resistance to centralization has to become a, a, an actual theme that people have to adopt in order for us to move forward as a civilization. And that's and and if it's not adopt, if it doesn't become a, a commonly understood. Uh, uh, basis for the actual advancement of civilization, we're not going to have a civilization. You're not going to be able to advance the civilization because it, it civilizations are destroyed uh, on uh, when they become uh, when they become centralized. Every every single time. That's why one of my my current best um, uh, areas of research has been going back. And actually, doing a lot of research into how civilizations came about and how and how civilizations have been destroyed, and it's always through these same mechanisms of centralization. They did the the, the strongerly centralized they are in power leaders in in having centralized power leaders, in having centralized bureaucracy, in having centralized uh, systems of commerce and systems of trade. Um, uh, in uh, almost um, to a uh, um, a model, every civilization, as that happens, it, it destroys itself, and that is what people have to, to come to understand. This continuing drive for centralization is the killer of uh, of our advancement as a civilization every time. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I want you to right. respond. My comment about the purpose of CBDCs is basically to continue the whole concept of fiat banking, centralized banking, yeah. controlled by a group that can create as much credit as they want, and they only this time they want to be able to control how people receive that credit and literally control society by doing that. And that is a third-party relationship uh, that you would avoid if you could just barter or work through um, a, a uh, cryptocurrency that's modeled on the, the buyer and the seller concept. It's total enslavement. It is, uh, it is a, it's a takeover of the entire world financial system for the purpose of one world government. And, you, you know, I could see, you know, through this conversation with Jeff, you know, you look at different countries. Uh, the first one that comes to mind of recent would be Greece uh, or, or Russia when the USSR collapsed and the IMF stepped in. They said, hey, you know, we'll give you these loans. I could see a stock gap of the SDR coming in here. You know, going, hey, you know, the dollar's over. The, the United States owes all this debt. You know, we'll forgive this debt. Plus, we'll give you some loans, but you got to use the SD, uh, SDR. Mm -hmm. uh, but to answer your question, it, it's a control. It's a total control mechanism. To, it, it's a financial system for, for a human 2.0. This is about mm -hmm. transhumanism as I proved in part two of my last report, to where is, um, so Jeff hasn't seen part two of my last report, but what I did was I used internal documents, uh, patents, white papers, statements, uh, uh, PubMed, different scientific, you know, uh, you name it, I, re I scoured the world for all this different information, different researchers around the world. And I went down and I made a slide through a presentation to us the ingredients of the COVID injection contained with the vials that were tested, nanotechnology that allows the injected to emit a Bluetooth signal that is attached to a MAC address that allows somebody to walk into a store and instead of paying with a card, they emit a Bluetooth yeah, signal and it you just walk in automatic. <laughs> they just walk into the store and, the, and they walk out. There's no checkout. On top of that, the injected are updatable like an app on a smartphone so they can upload different types of software like like an iphone like a uh, smartphone or microsoft patent 2020060606 where they turn the human body into a proof of stake cryptocurrency mining rig and quote <laughs> quote 
quoting the patent, based on their bodily actions and thoughts, produce cryptocurrency. And they and that's how people in the future, that's how they envision people living. So anybody out there in Montana that just heard me, that's not conspiracy theory. No. It's that is, fact. <laughs> I proved that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so guys, you know, you know, uh, it's uh, kind of a crazy world that we're living in, and uh, it needs to be stopped. And the only way to stop it is uh, total non-compliance and creating mm -hmm. local economies, local marketplaces, and uh, just saying no. I'm not mm -hmm. going to use your your slave system. Well, I guess. Jeff, that's... Do you have any other ideas? Well, I guess, and I guess. Um... Um, my my take on this is it, it, on 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 that on that idea itself. Um, over the last forty years, is um, I have um, I guess I, I don't know if it's more uh, enthusiasm or more more faith in um, the other side of human nature as well. There's the two sides of human nature. There's a side you're talking about. Uh, with this implementation that yes, there's a large percentage of the population that'll simply that simply falls into that behavior naturally. And they've done it for thousands of years. So the go along, get along uh, crowd that simply becomes that simply becomes everybody else's slaves over time. Uh, then there's it, it, and it's always the 5%. There's the three, the three to the 5%. And every population that says no, we're not built that way, and we're not going to do we're not going to do what you want, and we're not going to do it the way you want. Uh, we have other ideas uh, for how things are done, and over uh, what we've dealt with in civilization for the last ten thousand years is the constant battle between these two sides of the coin. Uh, of of who's going to uh, uh, of who's going to ultimately take control, and what I've learned, what I've seen through looking all the way back um, as much as I have so far in those civilizations, uh, and in in the last two thousand years, is um, uh, ultimately there is no winner, there is no ultimate winner and no ultimate loser. There is simply a continuation. Of the winners and losers, they they keep they keep engaging in battle over and over and over again, and there's always some winners and there's always some losers. Now, is mankind going to um, uh, going to be uh, come subjugated to an ultimate winner in this in this idea of control? Um, I don't believe that's 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 possible in any practical way, um, uh, and in only a few theoretical ways, but I don't think in any any practical way, simply because of the way human beings operate over time. For example, as I the example I always make is is simply in the in the three hundred and forty million, twenty million, forty million uh, weapons that are owned by a hundred and twenty million uh, firearm owners in the United States, um, even if a small, small fraction 
of those uh, of those weapon holders and those people um, uh, decide to finally take direct action, um, that's going to cause a huge disruption to any of these plans. And I have absolutely 100% confidence that that action will be taken at the point where it is necessary to be taken. There's, you simply, there's simply never been a civilization or a country or a political entity um, in the history of the world that has ever had an armed population to the extent that the United States has even, and as I say all the time, this is how you just look at the amount of effort that's tried to be put into gun control and how, and, 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 and how big of a failure it is it has become for them to actually implement uh, true gun control across the society and the fact that that remains there's 120 million gun owners holding 340 or more million weapons in this in, in this country the size of that the just the essential size of the what i call the inertial army in that group i mean that meaning those that are going to those that are going to take arms and resist uh against virtually any attempt uh to achieve total control is going to become um it's going to become larger and larger not smaller and smaller as time goes by mm -hmm. and and i and i always like to point out is is that i always find it curious is that They've made no significant attempt uh, to date uh, against uh, against um, broadcasts like this one and a million other ones that are going on every day. They can't because as soon as they start to try and interdict with with enough of these communications, that's the key to to those of us out here that. Um, active resistance, active resistance using uh, weapons over media becomes necessary. And and uh, like I said, it's the, the trigger points are too many and too broad and too vast out there uh, to uh, to ignore. So I don't like I said. It, the bottom line is: Are we going to continue to have these types of efforts um, to take 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 control occur? Yes. Um, are they going to be ultimately successful? Uh, no, and they because for the same reason they've never been they've never been able to be successful is there's too many things outside of the controller's control, and there's too many and there's too much randomness in in, uh, in the way that the universe operates as well that they're going to be able to take. Uh, I mean, no matter what your your personal, moral, or religious beliefs are those what what those things tell you are true always across the world they're not it's it's not just um the the balance is you know most people like to refer to it as good and evil i prefer the terms of malevolence and benevolence i think that uh, i think that the 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 malevolence in the world by the nature of the world, it's not the it's not the controlling factor. It is the benevolence of the world, and I think that we're that's what's going to get us get us down the road, and has always gotten us down the road. I, I think 
bottom line, if we have we have 10 times more to worry about when the next asteroid or comet hits this planet <laughs> than we do than we do about uh, ultimately whether they're going to be successful with these different machinations they have ongoing right now because they won't be they simply won't be they're going to be a problem yeah they're going to cause disruption they're going to harm people a lot of people at times but ultimately they don't win because their energy is negative and their purpose is negative and their and the outcome is negative for them and they just and like i said it always they have to get to the end of it and be able to see it before they understand it but i think eventually in every case they will eventually understand it but that doesn't mean they'll give up by any means they never give up hey jeff could we get you to lower your camera just a little bit we're getting you from like yeah, the nose up <laughs> i tried that a couple of times and it just kept snapping over yeah Thing. So, yeah, I always promote uh, 100% peace, use non-compliance, uh, ingenuity. It, you know, just say no, because I think that the powers that be want civil unrest. They're setting it up. Um, you've got Chinese nationals coming by the thousands over the southern border a lot coming through Canada and they're, you know, the, the indictment of Trump, they're setting up the left against the right. They're, you know, they're setting up black against white, uh, the trans sexuals against, uh, normal boys and girls, you know, so, it, but the, uh, but the good thing is, but see, the good thing is, is that, uh, the, the majority of us don't hate like they hate. No, See, that's mm -hmm. their that's their biggest problem. Is 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 they think they think that and try to I mean, pretend that we're the ones that hate. No, right. <laughs> you're the one that hates. You just can't. You can never see it. You're so you're so involved in in your own little paradigm that you can never fall out of it long enough to understand that it's 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 your it's you that is the racist it's you that is the hater it's you that is the the destructive one in 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 this equation mm -hmm. and the only thing we have to do really is is wait each time for them to self-destruct uh so that we can move on i mean that's basically what are you going to do history. jeff when they jeff jeff what are you going to do what is your plan for when they come out with the cbdc you know, if you're not going to use the CBDC, what is your plan to survive if you're not participating? I, I, I would I would assume I would assume and in fact and and know that um, there are already all different types of transaction systems that are whether they be whether they be commodity based, whether they be crypto based, whether they be metals based. There are already all kinds, uh, all kinds of offerings. I guarantee you, it's just like when when the microcomputer explosion took place. One day, nobody had, nobody was making microcomputers. The, the next day, and when this happened in the '80s, everybody's making a, a microcomputer. 
Okay. Yeah. And and the same the same type of I I, I guess the bottom line is is I have so much ultimate uh, faith in operation and watching it over uh, over time of the of 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 the actual free market system, not the one they want to sell you as the free market system, but the actual free market system that that exists out there. Um, that I'm not. It's never been a worry of mine that there won't be plenty of products out there that allow us to continue uh, doing transactions uh in 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 ways to keep us out of the the system um you just um it's simply the fact that it's gonna be a lot more difficult it's gonna be more difficult because going to the grocery store or putting gas in your car is not going to occur unless you participate within their system unless you get somebody that's rogue and says, hey, you know, I've got 100 gallons of gas that I'll sell you for some gold or silver because you're not going to be able to go to the gas station. So it's not going to be a cakewalk. It's going to be effort in order well, yeah, to live outside well, of the system. Liberty is, is never easy, but I, I guarantee you that, um, well, it's just like when I was in, in, in the, the 90s and in early 2000s, um, when I was doing um, uh, what were known as cop, cop planning, contingency operation planning, COP. And, and that was, you, you, everybody got into the cop, what we called the cop craze, because uh, this was coming up. It started out as the um, Y2K transition planning uh, coming up to the year 2000 um, uh, uh, clock. Uh, calendar problem and there was tens and tens hundreds of billions of dollars expended worldwide on y2k and cop planning and the purpose of contingency operation planning was that every company it went into whether it's walmart uh, uh walmart or home depot or uh or no matter where you went all these large corporations they had they had they had plans in Amazon, all of them. They had plans not only to um, handle currency conversions, but to handle multiple currency conversions or even set up their own, uh, um, uh, like uh, Walmart had Sam's, Sam's dollars. They were planning to introduce their own currency to be able... And as, as the disrupt, disruptions occur by the introduction of CBDC, vendors and retailers will have no choice because as you, if you've ever watched any government program, no implementation that they've ever tried goes very well at all. They are a mess. <laughs> That's okay. true. I was on, I was part of, uh, um, I was part of um, FTS 2000 which is the complete overhaul of the federal telecommunication system in uh, leading up to the year 2000. It was all part of the same uh, effort. And, and it's even up to today. I mean, people don't realize that the number of computers, of government computers that are still based on the old IBM 360 architecture, COBOL and Fortran is enormous. It is not especially at the IRS of, of all ironic places for it to, <laughs> for it to exist. They are, 
they they are they've been going along on band-aids and bubble gum for quite a while that's why um once you've you, you've you've been in this this world um uh, in the of the defense department and government contracting and you understand you start to understand the enormous um uh, incompetence that exists in those organizations being able to implement large-scale systems and a lot of the time they relied on guys like me to try and tell them how to do it and how to do their migration strategies and you, you just looked at remediation said, hey, yeah i mean you just looked at them and, and and said oh my god do you understand how to do any of this and and how to, how to make it work i mean you just look at what's happening with the faa what's happening in every one of these agencies full of these incompetent people. And so to a, a large degree, on the one hand, yes, I, I, I worry about the people that are not willing to, to do um, most anything to help themselves. Yeah, I'm not, yeah the sheeple. The sheeple. I, I mean, they're going to do what sheeple do, who have always done through all time always that's what they're going to do and i wish that you know as i've tried and others have tried for 40 years to get through to those people is that if you want to stop being sheeple stop <laughs> yeah. it's simple yeah quit doing that's why it. that's that's why w with what i do i'm only interested in working with the three to five percent i'm done trying to wake people up because it's it's next to impossible well they'll it's get never going to happen and they'll get here when they finally get here and mm -hmm. and they're not going to no. get here any earlier it's okay. going to be a really painful thing it's going to be a really painful thing because when they finally get here is when it's going to be damn near too late to even survive well that's yeah. like i said they're the ones who are going to be eating they're the yeah. ones who are going to be eating bugs mm -hmm. and, you know, and uh, drinking cockroach milk <laughs> and standing in FEMA, FEMA lines. Watch, mm -hmm. there's going to be FEMA food camps. And you go this way to get your food and you go this way to get your injection. Have you had your booster? Um, mm -hmm. No. Well, you're not going to get your, you know, your you cockroach know, your milk unless you get a booster. Yeah, exactly. And right. that's, and, you and know, at, people. And at that stage, the, the, the people like us are going to be the ones that uh, uh, that are uh, constantly um, uh, sabotaging every one of their efforts that they have ongoing any place as possible where he can and causing them even more problems. Uh, in trying to implement implement their plan, and at a certain point, we're going to reach a. I think in this, in in the advancing technological world, um, we're actually we're actually going to reach a point where um, it's understood that um, our AIs are every bit as good as their AIs, and there's not there's there's not much they can do to try and destroy our AIs any more than we can destroy theirs. So guess what? We'll wind up at exactly the same place that we are 
um, that we've been throughout history in trying to advance um, the, uh, the population. And the only thing that we can that we can hope for best is that the best of us will continue to do things well, like the 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 Musk, uh, the SpaceX, uh, Starlink. Uh, those companies can continue to advance and and move ahead. I mean, whether you disagree or or, or agree with uh, what uh, those people are. Uh, ultimately trying to do they they put a percentage of civilization as they always have the explorers the innovators that they put it they put a percentage of the population just like in the expansion of the west out of the hands of the controllers and ahead of the hands of the controllers for a significant period of time so that they they do and can remain free when civilization advanced into the West in this country, and then and then was a, was slowly enveloped uh, by the controllers as we are now, we immediately started looking for another escape valve, and that and that process is going to keep us is going to keep us ahead of them in many in many many different areas that they can never catch up, because ultimately. They are never as they are never as smart, as quick, as fast, and as innovative as we are, and that's uh, and that's the that's what I. They didn't have on. nanotechnology. They didn't have nanotechnology back then. I understand. I, there, there, there's a lot of technology they didn't have. Okay, that's the whole point. There's there's technologies that are developed that they don't have at any at any time that are not. And they they present new problems and realities, but there's there are always things that any technology that you introduce is can be a weapon, or it can or 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 it can be a benefit. Every technology, it's it's simply it's a tool, and it can be a weapon or it can be a benefit. Agreed. Ken, how are we going to get uh, how are we going to get Montana out of that CBDC situation? Well, I think the fact that we talked about it today, the way we did, and and let people understand that this is a trap. Uh, the UCC coding, the uh, CBDC idea, it is a trap, and if we allow them to spring that trap by uh, passing a bill that basically hands them the keys to the car, uh, we're going to be in trouble. And hopefully people who have been listening to this program are starting to understand that. I, I uh, Jeff, what you've talked about, and I love it because actually you are one of the most optimistic people I know, and you're also one of the brightest people I know. So it's a yeah. good thing. Uh, and uh, Kent, same thing. You're one of the most skeptical people I know and one of the most uh, uh, people I know as well. So this is a great discussion. It really is. Because it's, it's like, okay, we understand what the traps are. How do we get around this? And that's 
we got a little over five minutes left. Let's talk about how we get around it. Uh, you say, just say no, I agree. Uh, refuseniks, the Russians used to call them in the gulag. Uh, the refuseniks, the ones that would say, no, I'm not going to do that. But uh, that there are also alternative ways in gold and silver, uh, cryptocurrencies backed by gold and silver. And I did have, I'm, I'm really disappointed. Uh, I have uh, the load people scheduled to come on. Uh, the, the gentleman from Australia that was with us the other day, Jeff, uh, he, you know, he was talking about the the social credit system that they're now living under in Australia. And boy, if people don't understand how bad it can get, start looking at some of these other countries and what they're having to live with. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the the good things is there's is that there's always there's always this whole array of examples that you you, you can point to, and say uh, say all you have to do is just look at them and say, is that where you really want to go? And and so to increase this resistance, and I would say to the the, the point of the bill is to. Uh, that everybody should go take a look at uh, uh, Governor Nome's re uh, rejection when she when she vetoed uh, the the bill in South Dakota. Everybody should look at that and and latch onto that and get uh, and and make sure that their their state legislators uh, know know what she said and why she said it, which is exactly what we've been discussing here today, and it's. The, the, the time for trusting these 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 giant uh, uh, absolutely apocalyptic uh, uh, systems um, of control is over. They're not going to get this level of, uh, of of cooperation anymore. Okay, kid, come on. What you? I'm moving to Montana, and I'm going to start up Thumper Coin. We're going to take over. The new currency, Thumper Coin. All right, that's what we need. He's Just muted. Bring, bring your own ammo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't depend on me to do your reloading for uh, you. Yeah, I, I can't reload fast enough like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just a one-handed, one-stroke you know, guy. You know. <laughs> when I saw this coming six years ago, I developed a a digital currency that cannot be tracked and we've created a pma um that we're not pegged to fiat we've got decentralized marketplaces uh localfoods.market you can pay with gold silver bartering uh 1776 token um and then we're going to clone that we're going to come up with out with like a craigslist where you know and, you know, as long as we're not in any exchanges, as long as we're not pegged to fiat, um, we're within a PMA, they can't say anything to us. Um, you know, and uh, there's some other, you know, methods that uh, Jeff, you know, I think Jeff had a really good statement where he said there'll always be some type of innovation where the three to five percent go, no. We're not going to play in your sandbox. I'm not going to be your slave. And uh, I'm, I'm at the 1% of that line. And uh, 
you know, and uh, mm-hmm. it, things are about ready to get real, and it's time to uh, step up or shut up. Yeah. Bottom line. I agree. It's it's time for the sheeple to realize this is a, a matter of survival. You will not survive yeah. as a species unless you pull your head out of your ass and start acting like responsible adults and quit letting the 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 malevolent ones that Jeff referred to uh, let them guide the ship. You are nuts if you're going to let this happen to you. You have the will. You have the ability. Well, you don't have the will. You have the ability to resist. You need to wake up and get to the point where you say, my family is not going to survive unless I use my head and actually say mm-hmm. no. Yeah, get into the game. That's all it's about is you got to get, you have to yeah. get into as much as you may hate, absolutely hate the game and this level of of resistance we're talking about. You, you don't have any choice. You have to be, to be an active, participating, contributing citizen, you need to be in the game. Otherwise, you're not a citizen. And that includes today. Buying seeds, making plans to start your own garden, to find alternative food sources, because there is going to be food scarcity. And when the dollar is announced as not the world reserve currency, there is going to be hyperinflation at some point. Nobody knows when, but inflation is going to keep going up. So I'll show you where my garden is right now. Right. <laughs> it's kind of white out there. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're way yeah, behind. Do the same. <laughs> That's it's a uh, blizzard here. Yeah, it's out there, but you just can't see it yet because it's still buried under three feet of snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go to Tucson. Warming. I'm going to Tucson and start my garden in Dan's front yard. <laughs> well, my front yard's filled full of gravel right now. So, uh, we got to get rid of that first. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I have to tell you, this has been a good discussion. I am sorry that we didn't get uh, the load people and any of our legislators. I hope they at least listen to this. But uh, citizens of Montana, get online. Go to leg.mt.gov. Look up Senate Bill 370. It is in the uh, the House uh, Labor and Business Committee. You need to go there and tell these people to stop this thing dead in their tracks. You need to get a hold of your legislators. You need to say, no, Montana, we do not want a central bank digital currency authorization we need to stop it right now and also call the governor's office and let the governor know what you think of this craziness uh jeff your comments are perfect go to the south dakota to christy gnomes uh veto of the cbdc bill in the state of south dakota and you will understand how important it is to stop this dead in its tracks uh jeff Uh, Kent, you guys are terrific. Uh, 
guests always. I love the discussion. Thank you both for being willing to participate. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to send a copy of your book to Kent, and Kent, I'm going to send uh, several copies of your various reports to Jeff. We'll make sure that you guys uh, understand, uh, both of you understand your, uh, your separate uh, contributions to this whole discussion. Well, I think we're I think we're pretty well aligned. Okay, there we're just we're just mm -hmm. sitting on uh, on different approaches of how this is going to happen, and I yep. think that's yep. like you said, Dan, is key to everybody everybody understanding how to approach this problem because there's going to be every end of the spectrum in the problem. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you all for uh, being our guests. Uh, thank you for joining us for connecting the dots. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, oh, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. There ain't no doubt I love this